What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You're right, this is a somber moment uh, for America. It is a solemn time for America. It's really a surreal moment. It will be a solemn and somber moment. But I do think that um, it is a somber day that we're seeing a former president, um, you know, criminally charged, but it's a reminder that no one's above the law. Love or loathe Donald Trump, it's a sad day for America. Well, you know, it's obviously a somber moment and it's a, it's a sad moment. How would you counsel people uh, that we're looking at a moment that we ought not be celebrating because it's a sad moment. Eric Swallow issued a statement calling the indictment, quote, a somber day for America. Adam Schiff, who was one of the managers who led Trump's first impeachment trial, told MSNBC's Rachel Maddow last night that the indictment marks a sad and sobering day. You called uh, Trump's indictment a solemn day uh, for our nation. As of tonight, it's a sad moment, but the president of the United States, the former president, is not above the law. Wow. It is a uh, a sobering and somber and surreal and s- sad and spaghetti sort of day. I uh, just looking for another S word. Well, you missed solemn. Solemn. Mm-hmm. Solemn day, too. Mm, thank solemn. And, uh, and slalom. Slalom. It's all downhill Slalom downhill. So here's a sponsor this half hour. <laughs> it's real estate agents I trust. The sun is setting on your first day in the new house. All that paperwork, all that labor, all that time and energy spent in the process of moving your family from one location to another, finally over. And as you sit there on the couch with your arm around your spouse, you look around and you think, wow, how much easier has the process been? Because we had an amazing real estate agent. And where the hell is he now? Because we have all these boxes to unpack. Why can't he show up now? He made everything else so easy. Did I go off the rails? Look, here's the thing. I want you to go to realestateagentsitrust.com. <laughs> They're probably not going to help you pack or unpack. I don't know. They might. Uh, these are the best of the best. They're the people that have the highest of uh, standards and integrity and people that we have vetted to make sure that the, it'll be a right fit for you. If you're looking to move across the street or across the country, we have you covered. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find the right real estate agent for you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Wow, the protesters are there, Stu. Donald Trump's not there. Donald Trump's not there. He's going to be leaving soon, very soon. Uh, He's getting ready to leave. And... uh... I can't wait for him to get ready to leave. What a moment that will be. What a solemn, sad, slalom, saddening. Salty sla- kind salty of day. Salty kind of day. It is. Uh, do you, is there part of you that, because part of me, like, we all know the real serious parts of this, but like, it's also just fun to watch Donald Trump completely with a remote control manipulate the media to do whatever he wants. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, Here's the thing. There's no doubt in my mind he wins. No matter. He could be in prison, but he will win. You know what I mean? He just, There's no doubt. He is very good at this. And, mm-hmm. and of course, they're playing along with it as well. I mean, look, if Donald Trump didn't want 15 helicopters above his head as he drove from Mar-a-Lago and then from the, you know, to, from the airport to Trump Tower, 
he could have called NetJets and said, right. hey, I'm going to take a plane, not the Trump plane, right. but a separate plane, and we're going to leave at 11.15 p.m. the night before. We're going to fly mm-hmm. through the night, and then we're going to get off, and we're gonna be, we'll be at Trump Tower before anyone wakes up. There is a 100% chance that someone within the Donald Trump camp told all the media the exact time he was leaving so oh, they yeah. could all be up there and watch him oh, go yeah. because Donald Trump wants that. He knows this is his game to play Since and he is literally programming every major news network today. Oh, I, he he is so he does this better than anybody. He I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the media should charge him rent. Yeah. He's living in their head all the time. Yeah, and they all of course, the time. act like they are sad and so somber. No, it's a sad and somber and, and sober sobering sobering, it's a sobering somber solemn son, a solemn sad day. It is. And they act that way, and then they also act like they don't like it, which of course they do. They want they know this is going to bring in the ratings. They know people are going to be hate watching it. They know people are going to be tuning in. And they're happy. And they're happy. They, and of course, they, they believe, you know, like Stalin did, show me the person and I'll find the crime. Yep, they want to see this guy get in trouble. And of course, they also, I think, and this is the part that is highly questionable on their behalf because they've already been burned by this philosophy, but they, they want Trump to win this primary. They want trump to be the guy that joe biden faces because they think they can beat him and they've been burned by that belief before yeah, but so have we we, we i mean How? biden uh you want biden because he's beatable no biden was the one that uh beat trump and you know in 16 they were like yeah yeah we want him for hillary uh, because Hillary will and kill him, burned. and mm-hmm. they got burned. Oh yeah, and no, then I, we felt, how can you lose to this guy? And the 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 answer is cheating. But but uh, <laughs> but you know, but I don't know how it's going to come out this time. If you if you listen to their telling, this is how they see the story. 2016, one. This is really what they believe. Crazy Russian hacking, probably. Uh, you know, he didn't tell anybody about the Stormy Daniels thing. That would have changed things. Uh, and we focused too much on the Hillary email scandal. And that was just a quirky thing. And it was before people knew what Trump would be like as a president. Yeah, and, and, and we this gave is, him too much airtime. And we gave him too much airtime, which, again, is a strange thing that they seem to be doing again this time. But then what they see as what, again, I'm not endorsing this narrative, but their narrative is in 2018, um, people saw Trump in office. And a bunch of the candidates he recommended lost. We were able to have uh, more success in 2018 than we expected. 2020, we understood the Trump playbook. We knew how to beat him. We did. We went out there and we got it done. 2022, Trump's candidates got beat up pretty badly in in the election. They performed, I think the, the stat is five points behind non-Trump endorsed Mm -hmm. uh, candidates and we have a playbook we know how to beat this guy even with our terrible president who's doing a terrible job we can beat this guy what's their plan to beat Ron DeSantis you saw it with Charlie Crist he lay off by 19 points in Florida uh, which was used to be a swing state and in the previous election was a 0.4 percent difference now that I'm not saying they're right on that analysis because there's a lot of variables here and if they truly believed that Donald Trump was a unique threat to democracy, surely they would not be doing what they're doing. Surely they would not be doing what they're doing. Because if you put anybody in a two-person race, either side can win. 
We are in a remember what's the biggest blowout election over the last I don't know in this era of partisanship probably McCain Obama right yeah. Obama blew out McCain that was you know what that what that margin was popular vote wise I want to say it was fifty three forty six okay these are not blowout elections we are not in an era of blowout elections and no, so and I and I don't know that's why I say I don't know how this one wins. Uh, I mean, th- this one ends up. I, I don't know if Donald Trump or uh, Ron DeSantis or anybody uh, is a blowout by it. You could have unemployment and uh, depression happening, and I'm not sure Joe Biden is beatable I, I mean, because of the system and the way our our mentality is right now. Yeah. Everybody's just like, bad, bad, right. they're good. Right. They're bad, yeah. and they, they're not thinking at all. I mean, we're, we're in an era where basically 46% is the, fl- is the floor for either one of these two parties. Right. So you're talking about a really small, narrow window for either side to win. They think they can do it because they believe in the middle there, that 8% that might decide an election, at least 5% of those people will never vote for Donald Trump. Now, they may be very wrong on that. But that is what they believe, and that's it explains the way what the way they're handling this. They want to elevate Trump in the primary because they think they can beat him. They may very well be wrong on that, but that is what they believe. And they also hate his guts, of course. All that's true too. I mean, they hate his guts. They they want him to be in physical, mental anguish whenever they can. I mean, this is this is going to be amazing because this this is only one of five. He's got five yeah. cases going against him right now. Yeah, and the others, the others are varying. Like you've got, you've got a tax situation, which you know uh, is not at all sexy, right? Like there's no. not much you know going on there. You have the the documents one, which I believe to be the the absolute least interesting and least impactful. Everyone's like, oh, these documents. The guy was already president of the United States. He already saw all of these documents. It's not like he's stealing information. The fact that he's storing them in a place you didn't like might be a minor violation of... Well, we uh, know it's a minor violation because everybody seemed to have them. Yeah, I know. Everyone seems to have them. I mean, the only ones in America that don't have them are you, me, and the listener. I have three. Okay, so it's just you and me right now. You know, Stu's got them, so it's you and me. So, like... That you have that, then you have the two January six or election related. You have the January six major one about all of it with the riots and all that other stuff that they're trying it's not to get gonna go on. anywhere. Hard to believe, especially watching the the you know committee, which was a yeah. joke, and it was a joke. Then you have the Georgia one, which is potentially more interesting if you're if you're a person who on the left who wants to take out Trump just because you have the combination of brag, right? Where you have a local sort of person mm-hmm. going through this and can kind of take a lot of liberties that you might not take at the national level. And you have, you know, you have a phone call, you have probably a lot of text messages they have of people exchanging information in a chaotic time. Who knows what was said by who they've already said, basically they're going to, they're going to indict some people in that. The, 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 the four, the four, the, the jury is like coming out doing interviews about it. Yeah. So, I mean, that one you could I definitely couldn't wait to get Trump. Yeah. We were just waiting. Oh to yeah. Get Trump. Totally. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. Just so crazy. All, the, the, the smaller this stuff gets, in some ways, the more realistic it gets because you get people who are local prosecutors who don't care, right, about a lot of these, you know, traditional 
um, walls that have been put up to stop this type of behavior. They'll just do it anyway to heighten their own profiles. So I think those should would, would should worry him more. But the bottom line is like when you get into their their bet is you had a really close election in 2016 that Trump squeaked out. In 2020, you had a really close election that Biden squeaked out. Since 2020, you've had January 6th, you've had uh, an impeachment that didn't go anywhere, but still was an impeachment. A lot of people hear that as, as bad. You have, you're going to have multiple indictments that have come down against him. And, you know, the fact that he's talking still a lot about the 2020 election is not going to necessarily win over a lot of people who were undecided or on the fence in the 2020 uh, back and forth. So you're just, that's the formula they see. And that's the reason why they, they believe a, a battle between Trump and Biden is one they can win. And look, I think that is really, really risky for them. Especially when you know that we are headed towards economic instability. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, add an economic firestorm in all of this and Trump will look like the businessman that he is and he'll remind people, <laughs> do you remember point. what it was like? It's a great point. It was like when I was in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they screwed it up. I fixed it. We'll fix it again. And this the main reason I think it's important to highlight this is the disingenuousness of this idea that they believe he's some unique threat to democracy. And they're so patriotic they have to stop him. They would if be doing they the same thing. That, they he, would not be doing this. If he dropped dead today, they would take all of those words mm-hmm. and just add... Take, take Donald Trump out and add Ron DeSantis. And they would say the other words, two words they would add is even worse. Even worse. Even worse than Trump. Even worse. That Ron DeSantis is even when they've already, they already started it when they thought DeSantis yep. was, was going to win um, and, or was starting to become competitive and he's not even in the race yet. They're still already saying it. And if DeSantis wins, <laughs> they will unite around the message that he is worse than Trump. None of this means anything to them. None of it means anything. These are all lies. And they are continuing to go down this road, making calculations about this. I mean, they are telling you the entire country is going to collapse if Donald Trump is president. And they are acting with every ounce of their being to get him through the primary. Why? If they actually cared about the country or believed that, then they wouldn't be doing this. But they, of course, don't care about the country or and or don't believe that Donald Trump is some unique threat to democracy. Well, he's not the threat that Mitt Romney was. Right. And I mean, who was the worst guy ever before, yeah, you know, George W. Was, Bush or right. before McCain and then Bush and then it going back. And the only one I worse. ever agree with them on is Mitt Romney. <laughs> so let me uh, tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's Goldline. Uh, law of nature on how money in society works. When you're in an economic tailspin and headed full speed towards what looks like a very hard patch of concrete, that's when precious metals like gold begin to appreciate a whole lot and very fast. Um, I had somebody yesterday ask me, so you believe in gold or silver? And I, I told him, I said, I, I can't tell you because um, all of my precious metals uh, is in the bottom of a lake right now. I had a bad boating accident. Oh, no. But uh, if I were to buy some... Uh, I would buy some silver as well as gold, because if this really gets bad, I mean, CNBC is now saying gold prices will rise between 25 and 2600 per ounce soon, soon. Once you get up in the 3000, 2500, 3000, 
3,000 plus, it's crazy town. Okay, it's crazy town. How are you going to break if, you know, gold is $5,000 an ounce because everything is collapsed? Hey, uh, you got a quarter ounce of gold. Can can you break 2,000? No. This is when I think silver is going to play a, uh, a big role. Get your hands on all of the information now. How do you protect yourself and your family? This week only, Goldline is offering one free one-ounce copper Mayflower round with every quarter-ounce Mayflower round that you acquire. For direct delivery to your home, just call Goldline, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Hey, we're taking the uh, museum out. Uh, my collection, a part of David Barton's collection in Mercury One, the American Journey experience going on the road uh, this Fourth um, of July and Independence Weekend. It's going to happen from I think it's March twenty third or something like that. Just check. Uh, or sorry, not March. Um, May, June twenty third. Sorry. June 23rd uh, through July 4th. Just keep showing up on any 23rd. Yeah. Just see all the 23rds. Yeah. And it might not even be the 23rd. Okay. It's going to be around. <laughs> anyway, You're just check this. it out. What, yes. What, is Glenn a member of some large organization that celebrates radio history? There you have it. Another example of why Glenn Beck is in the Radio Hall of Fame. Way to go, Glenn. <laughs> you can only... We think... <laughs> You can only be inducted once, so why try anymore? Oh, yeah, that's true. You don't have to try anymore. I don't have to try anymore. You can't reverse it at this point. You're already in. No, can't kick you out. Uh, So anyway, unless you're Donald Trump, I think if he was in it, they would find a way to kick him out. They would. Uh, Anyway, just uh, get your tickets, make a plan with your family, and join me. It's in St. George, Utah this uh, summer, and you can find the tickets at unitedwepledge.com. is it org? Is that what it is? Is it org? Oh my gosh. You're an embarrassment. You are an embarrassment to this industry. <laughs> Unitedwepledge.org slash tickets. Unitedwepledge.org slash tickets. There you go. <laughs> Shut up. There you Stop it. <laughs> I'm going to. Oh my gosh. Hey, I'm listening to, um, I'm listening to a, a book. Who's the guy that did the Shemitah and uh, the Harbinger? Uh, Harbinger. What was his name? Khan. Yeah, Jonathan Khan. Yeah. So I'm. I'm. Khan. Uh... <laughs> no, I think that was a different Khan. <laughs> that was a different Khan. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm. I've been listening to his book uh, lately, The Return of the Gods. It is really good. It is really, really good. And do you remember when we had the Eye of Moloch? Oh, so many years ago. And um, I made the case in that book that we were worshiping the ancient gods. And I've been telling you that for a while. Well, he's put it all together. I mean, he's smarter than I am. And, you know, he, so he wrote a book about it. <laughs> um, but uh, he's put three gods together, this unholy trinity, that he claims that we are worshiping. And I believe him, uh, whether we know it or not, all of the rituals that go along with these three gods, terrifying. And we're doing all of them as a society. And uh, it's not good. It's going gonna, it's gonna to 
be suboptimal. It's like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you read that uh, the uh, uh, L.A. County Jail is they're thinking about just letting everybody go. Oh, good. Yeah, mm. and I'm thinking. I'm interested to see how that works out for them. Mm. Well, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure it's going to be well. I kind of feel like that's what God's saying to us right now. Huh. Worshiping those three gods. Hmm. I'm interested to see how that works out for you. Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more. Let me sip some tea with yeah. Kermit. Not really. Uh, it's suboptimal. suboptimal. Suboptimal is a good word for it. Uh, we're going to be talking about how America has fallen into evil There's a new movie coming out called Nefarious. It has its premiere in Dallas here tonight. We're going to be going. And one of the stars who you may know from other TV shows and movies is going to be joining us. He started out as the young Indiana Jones in the Chronicles of Indiana Jones. The Glenn Beck Program. A couple of questions for you. First question is, uh, if you're suffering from constant or frequent pain... How long you been going through that? Have you had enough? I'm sure you have. Months, years. And I know you've tried everything. You've gone to every doctor you listen to. You've tried different things. And, you know, the only thing that works, maybe, doesn't really take away the pain. Just makes you care less. Because you're just like, yeah, I mean, I am in excruciating pain. But I don't really care all that much. How about getting your life back? Getting out of pain. I discovered, and when I say discovered, I mean my wife discovered and then forced me to take it. Well, it didn't force me. She just highly recommended it because she said, I won't listen to you whine anymore. And I'm like, you got to, that's what you do. Anyway, I got relief factor. I'm out of pain. May I highly recommend that you just try the three-week quick start. Try it for three weeks. Take it as directed. 70% of the people who do that find themselves ordering month after month because they're out of pain or great re- greatly reduced please try it relieffactor.com 800 the number four relief and it's blaze tv.com slash glenn if you use the promo code glenn you'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to blaze tv Execution scheduled for 11 p.m. But he's trying to convince us he's gone insane. And therefore incapable of being executed. I need you to prove he's faking it. Edward? I'm gonna ask you some questions. I'm not Edward. I'm a demon. Demons aren't really a thing. What happened to Edward? We own him. He's a master manipulator. You have your head so twisted around you think you're the killer. Not him. Give me something to make me believe you. Prove to me you're a demon. Probably just a coincidence. I want to talk to the real Edward. Makes me do bad. I can't stop him. I need you to see something. You got a fan. 
did the same thing with all his victims. Help me! I'm trying to, Edward, but you have to answer my questions. You have to tell me the truth. It won't let me! It can go away. It can go away. Yes? No. This is a trailer for the movie Nefarious. Uh, it uh, premieres tonight. It releases nationwide April 14th. Uh, it, it is uh, it is very, very powerful, especially with everything that is going on. I mean, I think evil has swept the country and most people don't recognize it. And that's kind of what this story uh, is all about. Sean Patrick Flannery is the guy who plays Nefarious. And uh, Sean, I just told you this off the air and I mean this sincerely. I don't say this very often. Um, you deserve an Oscar for this role. I mean, it is, it's fantastic. Did you see split by any chance? Yeah. Stu? Okay. Remember how great that was yeah. when, and he played it so well, mm -hmm. even better here. And, wow. uh, the dynamic range is remarkable. I mean, this movie pretty much takes place in one room, uh, and you hold the audience riveted for 90 minutes. It's amazing. I really appreciate that. I yeah. do. Thank you. So um, you were in, in case people, uh, uh, you know, don't recognize the name, Boondock Saints. Uh, he was in Suicide King, Simply Irresistible. Uh, he was in The Strip. He just played Gunpowder in The Boys. He's on Dexter. Uh, and, uh, and, and now he's in uh, 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 Steve Dace's film, which has got to be kind of, you have to say, wow, I've fallen really way off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I got to say, you know, in, in my opinion, you know, the, these roles, you know, the director, uh, Chuck and Carrie, I, I worked with them for the first time in, in 2004. And uh, they're, they're two of the most amazing writers I've ever worked with. And I told them after shooting that film, I said, I would do a Fruit Loops commercial with you guys. And they, they called <laughs> me a year and a half ago and they said, we have a Fruit Loops commercial, and I said, uh, "I'm in. Put me in, Coach." They sent so, me the script, and I, 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 to me, these roles are why you get into the business. These roles are why you move away oh, from yeah. home and that, get a that roommate is on like Craigslist. A lifetime kind of role, once in a lifetime kind of role, where you are 90 minutes. It's all based on your act. I've never seen an actor with the entire movie on his back, but that's the way this movie is because it's all about nefarious. Which is uh, like the screw tapes letters uh, from C.S. Lewis, and you play a demon possessed individual. Yeah, yeah. It it's uh, it, it's th th this this to me, like I said, is is why you move out. It's it's uh, and you know, I, I it, it's also a film that I I stand behind. I think I think it's arguably the most inarguably the most important film I've ever done. Oh, it's yeah. uh you know as a dad as a father it's uh things that i firmly stoutly believe in and uh it's really you know it, back in the 70s when i was a kid we had the exorcist and uh you know that had a lot of special effects and everything else and it, this doesn't have any special effects and it is as terrifying as as that was because it's it's real, and what you're doing is you're talking to this guy across the table in the prison before you're executed, 
and he's trying to either prove that you're insane or not. And you are as the demon, you're excited to tell him all about it. And he doesn't believe it. He just doesn't believe that demons are real. Well, I, I think it's a little bit, you know, shocking, surprising, and also not surprising that, that what what the devil would potentially say is that accessible. Uh-huh. You know, what he says, you completely understand. And it laid out in the way that they wrote the script. It completely makes sense in pursuit of what you would imagine Satan's goal would be. Right. And he's executing it flawlessly. And it is so when you pop back from the the body, the the soul of the guy that nefarious has taken um and you see the torture that that guy is in and will forever be in is my gosh it's just so powerful when you see him you know help me help me help me please and then back in the 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 character is kind of uh let out for just a you know, I, I don't know, it's a play thing or something. Well, you know, I, I think there has to be brief glimpses of, of who the real person is, you know, interspersed with, you know, the display of Satan embodying this person. But, but, it, but you know, it, it starts in the writing. It, it honestly does. When, when things are written that well, it's, uh, it, it makes the process of, of acting just easy. What was the filming like? Was it different than other movies? It was. It was very different. Um, you know, I think. I think we initially had twenty, twenty-one days to shoot it. Uh, when we showed up, <clears throat> the first day there was protesters picketing outside about uh, some, presumably some union issues, and uh, so yeah. So so they <laughs> really yeah uh, protesters uh, for union issues. Yes, uh, yes, yeah. Figure that out. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, so they shut us down. And we just kind of, I was parked in my hotel for about five, six days and Chuck and Carrie called and they said, okay, you know, we're back, we're back up. They had to completely recrew. So they had to fly out a brand whole new crew. And then we ended up shooting everything that you see there. Um, at least at the table, I shot in eight days. Wow. It's uh, and, and to make it, uh, you know, I, 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 I you know, they, they said we can, we can get more days, but it'll push through Christmas. And I said, I have to be home my family on Christmas. So mm-hmm. let's load up the work days. Let's get it done so I can go home for Christmas Eve. I still hadn't bought my wife a present. You know oh, what I mean? Well, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of a tradition that we go to Ace Hardware on Christmas <laughs> Eve and, and get her her robe and a lot of things. So I couldn't miss that, you know. So we, I mean, I think the first day we shot 17 pages of all dialogue at a table. And it had to be exhausting because this is, this is physical, even though you're not, you know, standing up a lot of times, it had to just consume your energy. Yeah, you know th- th- that kind of work does. You know, at, at the end of the day, memorization is is you know I- anybody can do it. It just requires homework. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't have the discipline to do the homework. But uh, you know, it, 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 th- there's so many aspects to you know bringing a character to life realistically. The least you can do, I think, is show up and know the words. <laughs> um, the least. <laughs> Um, now, now, if I believe the words or not, that's you know subjective. But at the least, I can do is show up and know the words. Um, but so it did require some homework on that end. But uh, 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 again, when the information is so relatable, it's easy to process it and make it permanent. For for me, at least, you know, and and, and everything did make sense. The way that they laid this story out, the way that he 
conveyed, you know, what his goal was, you know, citing scripture, etc. It's uh, it was it, it, it was a it was a relatively easy process for me. It's interesting because it is a God movie, but unlike any God movie you've ever seen, this is just one that pretty much says, wake the hell up, wake up, because this is real and this is happening and you're being sucked into it and you have absolutely no idea. It's really, really effective. So um, any thought, was there any hesitation on taking a, a Christian film, if you will, on you know, I mean, you, you know, you're just in uh, uh, the boys, not exactly a Christian film. Uh, are you worried about being associated with something like this for your career? Uh, I, I n- not to the point that would stop me from doing it. You know, I, at my core, I have to be true to myself. Um, I think it's important film. I think it's one of the mo- the proudest I, 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 I'm more proud of this than you should be. probably think. I appreciate that. The 95% of uh, the other films I've done, are, th- that, that's an understatement, probably 99. And uh, I, I, I have to say that I, I wouldn't sleep at night if I passed on it for those reasons. Mm-hmm. But yes, uh, I, I, th- throughout my career, I, I'm very lucky. I, I've, I've made a career out of doing films that mostly nobody sees. Um, and, uh, and, but, 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 but I haven't had to get a real job. And, you know, when I was eight years old, I threw papers. I worked for Alice Van Lines, moving pianos. I worked at Church's Fried Chicken. Um, I, I literally dug ditches. I put culverts under driveways. So I know what real work is. And this is certainly not real work, but, uh, I, I do understand the ramifications of being attached, uh, to a film like this, but it's, uh, it's part of my soul. It's, it's, uh, things that I believe in fairly strongly. And uh, I, I wish the best for everybody out there. Um, I, 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 I hope it, 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 it can potentially steer people in the right direction. I hope the message is received. And if, if, if the repercussions are, you know, negative on me, then I, I'll, I'll take them. Deal with it. Yeah, I'll deal with it. Sean, thank you so much. Um, honestly, just tremendous, tremendous. It is it was uh, a privilege to watch you. It's rare that you get to see an actor get the right script and then just run with it. And it was convincing and real and beautiful. Just great job. Well, for, from my heart, I appreciate that. Thank I really you. do. Uh, Sean Patrick Flannery, he is, uh, he's the actor in Nefarious that plays Nefarious. Nefarious is the role that you yes, play, sir. right? Yeah, Nefarious. Uh, what was the other guy's name that you play? Uh, he, his, his Jordan Belfi is the name of the actor. No, no, no. The other guy. No, no, no. The other guy that you play. Oh, Edward. Edward. That's Edward. Right. Yes, okay. sir. Yeah. Uh, Nefarious and Edward. He plays both of them in this. And it's it's really an amazing performance. Sean Patrick Flannery. Uh, go to uh, get your tickets. It opens up April 14th. Who is Nefarious dot com. Again, who is nefarious.com? Well worth your time. Back in a minute. Here's something you might not have considered before. What if you uh, what if your home, your home uh, was your bank? I mean, I trust my home more than I trust my bank, so probably be probably be good. Of course, if my home collapsed, I don't think I'd get a bailout, but that's a different story. Um, if you are struggling 
with making payments for credit cards or anything else, please look at your home as a bank. There is a chance for you to refinance your mortgage and consolidate. Now, I know the interest rates are what five six percent now. If you would uh, re if you would consolidate your loans, however, if you are uh, up to your neck in credit cards, that's like twenty one percent. The average is now twenty to twenty one percent. You're never going to get out from behind the eight ball on that. Pay them off. American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, I know a lot of people in the country are like, Glenn, what are you talking about when you say evil is uh, taking over and is uh, everywhere? Uh, you're right. Here's a, uh, here's a teacher uh, talking about what she does in uh, school. She's very proud of this on TikTok. Go ahead. I teach in an explicitly trans-affirming high school. Um, we have gender support plans. We have a gender-affirming wardrobe at our school. We have binders on demand for our students and other shapewear can easily be ordered. Uh, we have students that express themselves in all manner of different ways. And I couldn't be prouder to work at a school that's so amazing. Right. I mean, I've got binders. You know, I like to. Not, uh, not, uh, these are different. The, these are different types of binders for yeah, women. Right? Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. These are these aren't the Mitt Romney kind. No, no, no. no. These are binding women in other ways. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and I think everybody should be proud of binders. You know, it's like I've always, I've always loved the uh, Chinese when they used to bind women's feet. Really? I no. It is. It's beautiful. It's mm. a beautiful. Uh, way to show you show people I love you um, and you can't run from me uh, I think it's I think it was beautiful back in those days you know back in the dark ages when they used to do that and I think it's beautiful when women are binding themselves now beautiful mm, yeah no it's 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 something as the teacher said it's something to be proud of you know anytime you can try to confuse a child out of their gender you should be proud of that effort. And, you know, that's why we support scientific-based gender-affirming care. Right. Well, it's not scientific-based. And, in fact, there's a real, I don't know it's if you It's not affirming, know either. It's yeah. the opposite of affirming. Uh, the rest of the world is kind of going in another direction. Mm. I, I don't know if you've noticed this, uh, but uh, they're not going in the same direction uh, as us. I, I don't know if you saw the... Uh, uh, the story of uh, Boston, you know, the hospital, the children's hospital in Boston, which just said just what a year ago. It's big maybe? controversy. Yeah. yeah. We're not doing any of that stuff. Now they're saying we got to double our efforts on this. <laughs> what the? What happened? They're not even trying. Anymore. No, they're not. they're not. They're not. All right. We will uh, see you tomorrow on the big program show thing that we do and really honestly do so well we'll see you tomorrow the glenn back program